Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpets and to, tra- to Trailer Trash. I'm Ian Collins, and I'm having trouble with words, apparently. And joining because we came in cold. We went in cold. We needed to do the warm-up. And uh, that, as always, is my good friend, Connor Rock. Connor Rock, hey, how are up? you doing the, today? I'm doing pretty good. It was a good day. I love, actually, hold on. I do want to tell you about this. Um, so, for dinner, right? You know how we made all that ham? Uh, I, I am aware. Yeah, so to the listener, uh, Ian was just at my place this weekend, and Kate got a ham from work, because I guess they gave them out for I don't, their Thanksgiving nonsense. I don't know, they just gave people hams or turkeys. And so we spent Friday cooking a ham. Well, I guess I kind of cooked a ham, and you worked from my couch, but whatever. Anyway, so we had all that ham, and tonight I made a grilled cheese sandwich, but the cheese was mac and cheese. And put that ham on it, and a little bit of barbecue sauce. I called it the Southern Gentleman, no, the Country Gentleman, and it was fucking delicious. It does sound pretty good. That was just on my mind right now. I mean, I ham. That's not even one of the things on the whiteboard. That's just ha- I just forgot about that. Ham, mac and cheese, barbecue sauce. That sounds like a hell of a sandwich. What kind of bread did you uh, use? Uh, sourdough. Yeah, that's important. Sourdough is some high quality tasting bread. Um, not There's sh- also bacon on it. I forgot to mention that. That's a pretty key ingredient. It bacon was... is always a key ingredient. That is the best thing to throw on a grilled cheese. Yeah, I agree. That and honest, a little bit. Of, I like apple slices. Some grilled cheese, whatever kind of cheese, bacon and cooked apple slices. How do you cook pretty the pretty apple delicious. slices? Because this is I am I am an uninitiated individual in terms of the apple slices. So you, I mean, you can do it either two ways. So you just like, th- like cut an apple real thin, you know, just slices, and then you can either just put them in the sandwich, like as you're grilling it all together, or you can cook them for a little bit, just like in the pan, prior to like, the sandwich making process. So you pan fry the uh, the apples. Yeah, at least I that I used to make it when I just put them in the sandwich, but I think pan frying the apples it turns out a little better. It's an interesting. That's a that's a bold choice. Not sure if I'm gonna dive into that at this. We point. got it from like a food truck. They had that sandwich, and it was it changed my life. So now I've been making it at home. I see. Uh, do you uh, usually try to recreate food from food trucks? Yes, and it usually goes very badly, but this was a grilled cheese, so, like, I couldn't fuck it up that bad. Uh, I have faith in you. Well, that's fair. I've... Hey, you all... I cooked that well. You saw me cook that ham. I left that in the oven for three hours, so there was that. And, uh, but yeah, I'm actually a horrible cook, You made me a breakfast sandwich that was pretty good? Oh, yeah, I did. I did do that. Uh, do That's we want to do we want to take a step back and question why it is that we decided to wait until today to uh, to record instead of doing it in person over the weekend? Because <laughs> we don't think things through, I guess. Yeah, uh, just I don't know. There was a lot of drinking. We would have had to cut back our like bar tour. Uh, I mean, we could have done it on Friday while I was supposed to be working. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess. That would have been kind of complicated, because I don't have, like, sophisticated recording equipment. So I don't know how that would have, like, picked up. It's probably better we did it this way, but it, it would have been a lot more genuine in person, I think. I feel like our conversations are always genuine, Connor. Oh, man, that's nice. You I fucked up your line! That. I mean, what? <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Nothing, nothing. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that. Okay, good. We'll, we'll cut that in, pay, in post. We'll cut that in post. Um, uh, so, on that Yeah, note, let's just... Should we talk about what we're going to talk about? I feel like that's probably a good idea. We're going to tell them what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about it, then we're going to tell them what we talked about. That's the classic presentation style. Uh, so, first, we're gonna, I'm going to give a quick rundown of Frozen 2. Which I just saw. Sure. Yeah, fresh out of the theater for that one, right? Yes, indeed. Then we are going to have a uh, look ahead at the movies coming out this weekend, uh, which are Knives Out, Queen and Slim, and Dark Waters. Did you say Knives Out in there somewhere? I did. Oh, I think you just cut out for me. Okay, okay. yeah, those, those are the ones. 
Yep, and uh, so those those are the things we're going to be discussing, and then then we might just take some fun little side trails along the way. You may have listened to this, you may know where this is going, or you've never heard us before, and you're just as confused as everybody else, because we started for five minutes on sandwiches. <laughs> hey, it was d- delicious, and I had to tell somebody. I wish I could have a sandwich that I just had to tell somebody about. Maybe, uh, maybe one day, if you, if you dream and work hard. Anyway, how was, uh, how was Frozen 2? What was it like? Well... Give me the lowdown. For the uh, for the people that listened to uh, our last episode, we were we were cautious. We were cautiously optimistic about this movie, because uh, Disney they they usually have a good idea of what they're doing with these princess movies. Not sure if anyone was aware, but uh, it's kind of kind of one of their trademarks. Their uh, their cornerstones. Because this is what it's their, at least their third princess movie that Disney's done. Yeah, just just their third. <laughs> there was some concern though, because usually with a lot of these uh, these Disney princess movies, they don't do sequels because the sequels don't usually turn out super great. Uh, they most of the sequels are actually kind of kind of crappy. Uh, they're I, like straight to DVD type sequels. Yeah, they're not. They're just not good. Just very. Very bad. The only uh, the only sort of division that really does much with sequels is Disney Pixar, and they're sort of hit and miss on the uh, the sequels. Like for example, Toy Story has some good sequels. I think The Incredibles two was pretty good, uh, but Cars two and Cars three just shouldn't exist. And Dude, fucking Cars one shouldn't exist. Uh, I disagree. I think that it's, it's okay. I mean, it was a fine story, but I just think that universe is weird, and I don't like it. Larry the Cable Guy is, like, a a supporting actor. That is a description of that movie, yes. (laughs) I don't like it. I'm not a fan. You don't like anything that includes Larry the Cable Guy? Uh, that might, I don't know. I used to really like uh, the blue collar comedy tour when I was a kid. Ron a White was the best. I still love yeah. Ron White stand up. I do like Ron White a lot. I still like him to this day. I really liked Bill Engvall back then, and I haven't listened to him in a while. He might be funny. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't listened to their stand up in a while. I just know that I've listened. I've stuck with Ron White just because he's more of uh, more up my alley. I always, uh, anytime I start. Uh, I'm in a conversation about golfing. I always think of his joke about how he has uh, two border collies named Bogey and Birdie. And someone once asked him, oh, so are they named after your golf game? He said, no, if they were named after my golf game, they'd be double Bogey and where the fuck is that ball going? <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's got some good stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I, what were you saying? <laughs> Something, you don't do sequels well, Kara's... Oh yeah, Cars. Uh, Monsters University was not super well regarded, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, probably a senior in high school in a movie theater full of like ten-year-olds, and I gotta say, not it was fine. It it wasn't good though. Not, I mean, compared to the original. Yeah, no, Monsters Inc. was was just much much better. In, yeah. in most in most terms, all terms, it was better in every every aspect. I would say. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, that's one of my favorite Disney Pixar's. It's a classic. I think it was the fourth Disney Pixar. Maybe, I know. I mean, it was definitely up there. I know that Toy Story, Toy Story Two, and Bugs Life were before it. I think it came out in two thousand one. I, can act- I forgot about Bugs Life. Yeah, most people do. Uh, let me actually, I have it on my letterboxed. Uh, so if anyone wants to follow me there, uh, that's actually, uh, it's under the Ian Collins. What is a letterbox? Uh, letterboxed is a oh, okay. social media app where you uh, can review, uh, review movies and make lists. It's uh, how I keep track of 
what are the best movies of this year and my rankings of them up to this point. Is it like untapped but for movies? Yes. I think we've had this conversation. This is ringing bells. Yep, and uh, Monsters, Inc. did come out in 2001. And just looking through the other movies that came out, uh, the only... Yeah, no, it was the fourth Pixar movie. And on that note, did have you seen... We're obviously going to get to it eventually, but have you seen the previews for the next two Pixar movies? Is one of them the dinosaur one, or did that already come out? Uh, you mean the good dinosaur? Yeah. That came out like five years ago. <laughs> Alright, well then, I'm not even... No, I haven't. Let's just say I haven't. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> that came out in 2015. Yeah, okay. Let's then pretend I said something more reasonable, but was still in, wrong. In what your defense, two? that is, I believe, the lowest grossing Pixar film because nobody wanted to see it because nobody cared about it. Yeah, I just thought, I don't know, my time, my movie time release frames put those words in the right order. It's all out of whack. But, uh, no, what are the next two? Or the next two Pixar movies? Uh, one is Onward, where it's basically. Magical creatures have formed a society, sort of like our day-to-day society, with, like, biker gangs and, like, convenience stores and uh, roads and workout videos and just, like, day-to-day life sort of stuff. Okay. And, uh... So, like, Zootopia, but monsters? Yeah, pretty much. But it's, like, goblins and pixies and wizards and stuff. And uh, they find out that their dad had, like, an old wizard staff, and they're trying, and there's some spell that they can see him, like, as a, for 24 hours, uh, but, and he had died, like, 15 years earlier, but when they try and do it, uh, they only get his legs, and so they have to figure out a way to, like, finish the process before the 24 hours runs out. This is like Full Metal Alchemist bullshit. Yeah. And I like it. Sounds good. Eh, it might be. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, then there's one called Soul, where it just basically takes a random turn. How Like, three quarters of the way into the preview just takes a turn out of nowhere. And I have no idea what the plot's going to be moving forward from there. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm sure we will get to those eventually. Yes, uh, but now... It's like we'll get to Frozen 2 eventually. Now that it, now that we've been bullshitting about random Pixar and Disney movies for the last eight minutes, uh, Frozen 2 is the follow-up to the 2013 uh, sensation that uh, really was probably one of the most popular Disney films in quite some time, actually. I'm not sure if I remember a Disney film having that sort of reception uh, since the early 2000s, like Finding Nemo. Yeah, as far as, like, an original one. Because Toy Story 3 was, like, real big, but for, like, an an OG premise, like Frozen. Yeah. Not, like, OG original, I guess. Just not that... Not not back-in-time original. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. It was very... Very, uh, it was, it was Frozen Mania for a little bit. Yeah, Let It Be was everywhere. And yeah. drove parents everywhere out of their damn minds. It's Let It Go. That... Uh, what did it, what did I say, Let It Be? <laughs> you said Let It Be. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was just looking at the, uh, Yesterday, the movie, on my Letterboxd app. So, uh, just subliminal... Is that the one where, like, the Beatles never existed? Yes, it is. Uh, really good right. movie. Would recommend. Really? I actually very much enjoyed it. It's very charming. Huh. Alright, well, anyway. <laughs> Frozen 2. Frozen 2. So, in this, uh, in this film, there is, it start, uh, there is a problem where the elements have essentially driven the people of Arendelle out of the city 
by yeah, basically and by the elements I mean earth, wind, fire, and water. By yeah, no, basically removing access to water and fire and then uh having like high gusts of wind and uh earth just like earthquaking underneath the city and drives the people out and so the main characters from the first film so that's Anna or Anna and Kristoff and Elsa and Sven and Olaf the little snowman have to go into this enchanted forest and resolve the conflict therein so that they can uh, basically quell the spirits Okay, it sounds like a kind of classic fantasy adventure. Yeah, it's take your, uh, it's your party of misfits and send them on a. It's a very quest. very classic sort of setup. Uh, very very effectively done. Uh, there's a side plot of Kristoff trying to propose to Anna, that is uh, is meant to be funnier than it really ends up being. I didn't find it nearly as uh, inter like, humorous as it was probably meant to. Uh, Olaf was still probably the most humorous aspect of it. He's voiced by Josh Gad, who does a very good job at it. Um, it's not as... I will say it's not as good as the original. Uh, it doesn't Because it doesn't have that sort of orig- originality to it. Uh, yeah. But it does have this sort of formulaic approach that it does very effectively. It hits on all the high notes. The characters are well flushed out, well designed. You can believe their sort of uh, motivations. It's all very understandable, very believable, very engaging. Uh, There was no point at which I was bored watching it. Granted, it is only an hour and 40 minutes, but it was it was steady, it made sense, it was entertaining. Uh, it was, unfortunately, a little predictable, but there were some aspects of it that were just kind of charming, uh, like uh, things that kids probably wouldn't have noticed. Like, they, uh, they named the, the embodiment of the wind element Gale. Yeah, for like gale winds. Yeah, gale force winds. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, the embodiment of fire was a salamander, because All right, that one might be lost on me. I know like salamanders. Fire fire salamander is a type of is a type of uh, lizard. Okay, I, like in a lot of like mythic, fantasy, worlds and books, novels, games, stuff like that. There's often fire salamanders, so that's that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, things like that. Uh, I feel like the fact that the the water was represented by a horse probably meant something, but I don't don't really know what it was that it was supposed to be representing. Um, the The message is pretty good. It it's not. The, well, hold on. Now you got to tell me what 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 was the animal for Earth? You can't just give the other three. And... Oh, it wasn't an animal. It was just like a stone giant. Oh. Yeah, that's why I didn't include it because it wasn't noteworthy. All okay, right. Well. <laughs> Sorry. That, never mind. That came off as a big fuck you, didn't it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, right, what were you what were you saying? Um. Yeah. This. I have to say that. This movie was good, not great. It it's not so much that it left much on the table, it's that it seemed like it was more meant to be an engaging musical than it was to be like a super entertaining kids film. Um like it was good. It wasn't uh it wasn't very funny, which is Something that I usually expect to have there be a, a lot more jokes in uh, kids' movies like this. Yeah. Uh, I still think there's a good chance that it ends up winning Best Animated Picture. Not so much because of how great it was, but because it doesn't have much competition. I was uh, relatively unimpressed by Toy Story 4 earlier. And I think that they're pretty much neck and neck in terms of quality, because I think that the the plot and sort of the the story of this movie of Frozen Two was better 
than that of Toy Story 4, but I thought that the characters were more entertaining in Toy Story 4, and that it was more, it was funnier in Toy Story 4, so it's uh, gonna be interesting to see what the direction people take, and I don't really think that there's much competition elsewhere, Abominable's not gonna do it, uh, The Addams Family isn't gonna do it, uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 isn't gonna do it, like, I just, it's, it seems like it's a really kind of a weak year for, uh, for animated films. For animated films, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I never saw any of them, but I could just kind of tell by... Abominable was the only one I thought maybe had a, like, a, a sort of a chance to, to swoop in, but... Yeah, it's it's a little disappointing because last year, uh, or maybe... Yeah, no, last year there were so many good ones. There was... See, there was, uh, The Incredibles 2, there was Ultimate Spider-Man, or... No. Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse, that's right. Yeah. There was, uh, Isle of Dogs... All done super well, and I just, this one just wasn't, wasn't, this year has been sort of just disappointing. Um, so, back to Frozen 2, my one question would be, how were the songs? Oh, the songs, the songs were very well done. Everyone in it has such a great singing voice. Uh, nothing, okay. nothing really stood out as being... Exceptional. The next let it go. Like it, it's not like yeah. The let it go. Nothing stood out as being the next one. Oh man, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World came out earlier this year, and so did the Lego Movie too. Huh. Well, okay. Isn't that like the fifth How to Train Your Dragon? Like that franchise is. Oh yeah, they are just the fourth. They are just um. They're just sucking the money drop the money pit at this point. But it's. It it has a chance because it's that is usually a very reliable, uh, a very reliable series, for and because the the minimal competition it has everywhere. I mean, the Angry Birds two isn't going to get it. <laughs> if it did, I'd probably Missing Link isn't going to get it. Wonder Park is just garbage. I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know what that is. Uh, apparently, it was so bad that like f- for a, a, a fair bit of time, people like didn't it didn't have a director listed. <laughs> uh, cool. Ugly dolls. I don't even know like that one doesn't stand a chance. I have no idea what that is either. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing here stands out as being anything that'll be. Super engaging. Perhaps this upcoming movie, Spies in Disguise, could stand a chance. That's like, uh, isn't that Will Smith and Tom Holland? It is. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I've I, I I, not been impressed by the trailers I've seen so far. I but don't have any faith in it. It looks like it's going to be trash. I, I hold out a little hope for, for Will Smith, but as you did point out, he has not been in anything since forever so it's been like it's been about a decade and it's kind of concerning i think seven pounds was probably his last decent movie yeah we've done this before we totally had the whole is will smith over the hill oh yeah that was that was definitely gemini man's episode um (laughs) yep but yeah going back to the songs uh there was one song i'm trying because i know that at least one of these songs is going to be nominated for best original song i think that I recognized which one it's going to be. It's sort of like the same sort of setup where it's, she enters into like this ice castle sort of area and is singing a song while she's doing it. I can't, I don't even know what it's called. Are you, are you talking about let it go? That sounds no, exactly like no. let it go. It's, it's basically, yeah, it's this very similar setup and where she uh, finds herself on an Island of ice and while sort of clearing the rubble of it, is singing a song, and I think that's probably going to be when they move forward. Although personally, I thought that this uh, the lullaby song that they had that they were that their mother sang to them as like children in the beginning of the movie was a uh, superior song, but that's just my opinion. Um, and but overall, everyone did a great job on the singing. Josh Gad, once again, he's not the best. Uh, vocally, in my opinion, yeah. but but Olaf—that's uh, his name, right? Olaf. Yeah, yeah. He's like nasally enough that you can get 
away with it. Yeah, I mean, he does the character really well, but just he's not a great singer. But that is that is essentially everything I had to say about Frozen 2. Oh, all right, cool. I was going to suggest we move on because that's all that's really the only question I had. Uh is that that's the only movie we're talking about this week? Uh I could <clears throat> excuse me, I could give a quick yeah. rundown of Ford v Ferrari if you'd like. Uh, I mean, if, if you want to, because isn't that two weeks old at this point? Yeah, but it's, I'll just give a quick rundown since we didn't, uh, didn't get sure a chance to discuss it. it. But it's, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. It's very, like, old school, very old style. Relies very heavily on the acting of, uh, like, John Bernthal, uh, Matt Damon, and mostly Christian Bale. Christian Bale might win an Oscar just for his facial expressions, in this, uh, I think it's probably at this point the best supporting actor race is between him and Brad Pitt, and that's about it. Uh, granted, things can change moving forward, but he did a great job. It was uh, it was a little too long, like maybe fifteen twenty minutes longer than it needed to be. It was very well shot. Uh, the acting was excellent. The writing was well done. The storytelling was effective. It was just sort of like a classical setup for a movie and what you would expect it to be. Didn't It's not really like groundbreaking in any way, but it's just a high quality movie. I think it's like I think it's in my top 5 movies of the year so far, but um I doubt it'll get much awards buzz just because it doesn't break much much of the mold with the exception of the quality acting from Damon and uh, Bale. All right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember enough to talk about it that much. I mean, yeah, it's, own, it's uh, like, very big. Like, it's a dad movie. and I, Yeah, I remember you said that last week. My only real takeaway from the trailer was I kept thinking Christian Bale was Matthew McConaughey because he kind of, like, acted like him i don't know that was it that was that was all i i remember i will say that my uh my manager at work said that a criticism he had was that it seemed like the they had watched british television for a week and then decided they were going to take every every like british phrase they could find and insert it into his dialogue as ken miles the british race car driver and oh, is it just like over over the top British? That's what he said. Uh, but I I th- I assumed that that was sort of an attempt to have like a like a faithful representation of Ken Miles, who uh, who died back in the sixties. Uh, but I also couldn't couldn't tell you because I am not a race car driving fan, so I don't I had never heard of. Uh, Ken Miles before, and Carol Shelby, who's played by Matt Damon. The only reason I had even kind of heard of him is because of the Shelby GTO, which is the car that they're building, I think is actually the GT40, but that's the only reason I had ever heard his name before. Alright. Um, alright, well, let's, uh, you want to move on to some trailers? Yes, indeed. Uh, what order do you want to do these in? Because you always, you have a plan. Well, uh, I think that we should probably get started with Dark Waters, since it technically premiered last weekend, but it was a limited release, and it's going to have a wider release this weekend. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about some Dark Waters. This is the the story of your hometown. Yes, it is. Good old Parkersburg, West Virginia, where DuPont was, I think it was DuPont. Was yes, it is. Poisoning, I mean, they were just like dumping into the water and poisoning the water for, I think they say like 20 years in the movie. Uh, it's, uh, it was longer than that, but yes. Could be 40 years, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's based on a true story. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays Stillet, something like that. I used to know... Uh, he's like an actual attorney. I think he's from like Ohio, or he works in Ohio now. This is bits of law school that I tried to retain. Um, who's going up against DuPont, who's involved in this major conspiracy-esque sort of thing. To, to I mean, it's just like a corrupt government. I guess it's really not a conspiracy. But it's just some 
governmental corruption along with uh, DuPont trying to make money, and they're just putting chemicals into Parkersburg's water. Yep, it's uh, Robert Billets, B-I-L-O-T-T. Yeah. All right, yeah, what did I say, spill it? I don't, I don't know That's... what you said. <laughs> Since, I think I got the last syllable right, but not the first. But yeah, I think, so I guess, backtrack real quick. I want to say something about all the trailers. This is the first round of trailers you've given me that didn't make me, like, want to die. <laughs> I actually enjoyed all of these. Really? I did. Um, uh, this one, I think this will be really interesting. It's one of those, I, I guess it's kind of is like a biopic, but for me, it kind of circumvents my hatred because it's also like about like a real, uh, legal proceedings that happened. So, so your, your legal bone is aroused. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd put it that way. I don't like that. (laughs) Well, I just did. So we're going to, we're going to leave it in there. I got a big old legal boner for this and that's that. Yeah. I don't know. It looks good. What do you think? I think it looks good. Um, I'm curious to see the direction they take with it because I'm not actually familiar with too much of the of the details of the case, but it's just very surprising being someone that uh, grew up in that area. I just sort of assumed that no one was even going to ever take note of this having happened, where my water supply had been poisoned for the last for literally the entirety of my lifetime. So that was. That was yeah. fun, um, and uh, one uh, just a fun story. I uh, I told my dad that I I my dad once asked me why I st- wouldn't drink tap water, and I said because it tasted funny. He said that's why you put a lemon in. I said no, that's that's not how that works. That's <laughs> that's not what that's not what that means. You should do that means there's something wrong with the water, and uh, I was I was proven right. And so uh, that's how I developed a uh, a soda addiction, and that's just a fun background on me, the host. These are the true stories of what Dupont did to the citizens of Parkersburg, West Virginia. Oh well, what they actually did, and I'm sure this is going to be like in one of those texts that they have across the screen at the end. Uh, I believe that the rate of cancer in the Mid Ohio Valley is about four to six times higher than the national average. Uh, it, yeah, I think you told me that this weekend. Yeah, and uh, w- that just comes up when we're having conversations. Yep, and like, this uh, my best friend's wife. His uh, she is actually related to one of the people that was on the class action suit against Dupont, and uh, her father actually had grown up in Parkersburg, and he moved to. Uh, sort of like Colonial Williamsburg area of Virginia, and had to have an x-ray for some reason of his chest, and they found just spots on his lungs, benign spots, and they couldn't figure out what was what it was, and then they found out that he had lived in the Mid-Ohio Valley, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> That's horrible. That was legitimately their explanation. That's... To him oh was that oh yeah no there, there's just so much pollution there that that's just that's just what your lungs look like now. Jesus. But uh, yeah, so I'm just glad that environmentalists actually decided to give a shit about West Virginia for a change. It's it's pretty nice because uh, <laughs> usually no one gives a shit about West Virginia, not even West Virginia. Exactly. I also, uh, my last thought about this, I think Mark Ruffalo is a really good uh, actor to play, the, play like the lawyer in this, just because he is like a borderline crazy environmentalist. Yes. So I think he'll do it really well. Yes. Um, I, uh, I had two comments. One, how fat did Mark Ruffalo look in this picture? I know. Oh, oh it seems like it changed sometimes. Like, sometimes it just looked like he was wearing a big-ass suit. Like, it was like a size or two too big for him. And then sometimes he looked like fat. So, I thought I he looked he... like the, I don't know if it was like makeup or if he actually put on weight for the role or what, but he looked large for this role. Yeah, he did. Uh, and my second note is uh, apparently Anne Hathaway is credited before him on the uh, on the cast list, which like I mean... she's won an Oscar, so I get it. 
but also she's his wife. Yeah. He is the main character. Yeah. I don't know. That that is odd. I mean it's probably just she wanted maybe they're going alphabetically, who knows? <coughs> probably not. Hathaway? Anne. Yeah, if that were the case if that were the case then Bill Pullman would be up next. Alright. Also well, worth then... noting, Bill Pullman in this movie. Sure. I don't remember who the hell he was he would be, but Sure. You don't know who Bill Pullman is? Have you never seen Independence Day? No, I know who Bill Pullman is. I don't remember who he was in the trailer. Like, I don't remember seeing him. Oh, yeah. No, I remember seeing him. I don't actually remember which uh, role he's playing in it. Also, for those uh, fans of The Good Place, Cheaty, the guy who plays Cheaty, is in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's one of the lawyers, I think. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I think I'm excited. I will try to see this one day. Not in theaters, as always. Um, I don't know. Do you have any any last thoughts on it? Nope. That's a, that's about all I have for this one. Just know that your story is being told. Mm-hmm. Well, not my story specifically, but some stories. Well, yeah. I mean, the story of your uh, of your town, your your people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we talking about next? Queen and Slim. All right. Well, I guess I'll take lead, as as seems to be the custom with this. Yes. So, Queen of Slim, it is... I forget everybody's name. So, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to... Uh, i got to tell you, I'm looking at their names, and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce them. Okay. Well, it's a dude from Get Out, who is, I guess, Slim. Uh, and he and his lawyer girlfriend... Wife, maybe I don't know. Girlfriend, I believe. Girlfriend, get pulled over uh, at like a routine traffic stop for like not signaling, and then some some bullshittery happens where like I, he like asks if it's it can he can it can be done quicker or something like that, and the cops like a real dick and like pulls the gun or maybe he pulls the gun when she gets out of the car, and then she's like I'm reaching for my cell phone. I'm an attorney, and then the cop, which like. He's clearly a shitty cop, but he's definitely a shitty cop because I actually like went back a few times in this trailer and it looks like he just like kind of turns and then just like jerks his arm and like fires his gun before like the slim character. Oh yeah, no, he was him. totally about to just unjustifiably murder that woman. Well, but, but like he shoots before he, maybe he get like the guy kicks him in the legs or something and you can't see it in the trailer, but it really looks like he just like turns like and like jerks and shoots and like obviously doesn't hit her. So I don't know. He I guess he he missed like aiming day and racist cop school or whatever the hell. I I don't know what happened there. That the whole scene looks. I'm sure there's more to it. Like they didn't show it all in the trailer. But anyway, so Slim gets the gun and kills the cop in self defense. And then I think this is actually a line from the trailer. It's pretty much just like Black Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. And that's what the movie is. I think it looks like it'll be. I think it looks pretty good. The acting looks really good. Um, I mean, as always, I won't go see it, but I, I, I will, I, this is another one I'm going to put on my list to like try to see one day. Yeah, this is, this movie is one that they've been, uh, they've been having the previews for, for months. Like I remember seeing previews for this back in like August and September. Uh, and I think it's a very compelling story. It feels like it might be a little bit Oscar baity. Uh, yeah, I don't know how successful it'll be. I I have a feeling it'll be sort of like middle of the road, like it it looks like it'll be good, not great. Um, I think that the main actors, the Queen and Slim, who are Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie sure. Turner Smith, they look like they will. Uh, they look like they're gonna do a pretty good job, but the. Uh, I think that it's going to rest heavily on their acting talents because I don't recognize any... Like, hold on. Just just for reference, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. The seventh person listed on it, the cast... Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. ...is Flea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up because like when they would flash their names on the trailer, I was like, what the fuck? Is that Flea? Like... 
Flea Flea? Yeah. Flea Flea. Hey, he's got to stop chili peppering someday, I guess. Sure. But why here? Why now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he should have that high of a billing on this. It just call me crazy. Also, Sturgill Simpson is in, is playing in this uh playing a role as a police officer. Might actually be the police off the racist police officer. I'm not sure. Isn't that the dude with the album you keep telling me to listen to? <clears throat> yep, and I'm gonna assume you still haven't. Nope, not yet. Yep, didn't think so. So we'll just move on from that statement. I just wanted to make you feel like shit there for a second. Uh, I will never listen to that I, until I'm legally obligated. So good luck there. So literally never. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know. I'm not entirely sure know. how you could legally obligate someone to listen to an album. but With a contract, and that would be my consideration. Uh, okay. That's what They taught me that in law school. Hell yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this? Uh, I think I think that this probably will do well. I I have high hopes for it. I think it'll be a good film, but like I said, I don't. I doubt it'll be like exceptional. But I have a feeling that the act, the lead actors in it are gonna do a pretty damn good job from what I saw in the trailer, and I think that uh, they'll probably both end up getting nominated for. Uh, some Oscars. Yeah, and it seems like they have really good like camaraderie together. Some, it looks like they chemistry. were able to work together. Yeah. yeah, chemistry is the word I was looking for. So but, I think that'll be that'll be good. As uh, Walter White said, you gotta respect the chemistry. Yep, that's what he's talking about. Acting. Exactly. Uh, and so then we'll go to the last Speaking movie. Speaking of good chemistry, let's talk about this en- ensemble movie, uh, which is which is Knives Out. Yes. So I, I like this one too. I'm, I, I'm gonna try to see it someday. I it's a good like, I mean it's pretty much just like Clue but more modern and full of new actors, and it looks like it's gonna be done pretty well. Uh, I'm not gonna go through the list of all the actors. Uh, I mean there's, there's I will. A, there's a lot of them. There's okay, some. It's, there's Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon. Tony Collette, there's Christopher Plummer, there's, uh, fuck, who's the kid? I believe it's Jade Martell, who was in, he played, uh, Big Bill in It. Yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be, it, it's good, and, or, I, I think it's gonna be good, and I think that probably my favorite part about this trailer is it didn't really give anything away, except for Dad's Murdered. Or like I guess like the family patriarch is murdered, and everybody in the family is a suspect, and it turns into like a kind of fun-looking paranoia, paranoia, whodunit. Yeah, it's like it's it's pretty much Clue, but I'm here for it. But it actually, I think it's going to be more interesting than Clue because it has sort of that interfamilial kind of bitterness of like a dysfunctional family. Yeah. Instead of just a bunch of strangers who don't even know each other's names. Yeah. I think that Chris Evans playing just the total douchebag that he is playing is going to be just like, I'm going to fall in love the, with this character of this movie. Uh, Daniel Craig has a southern accent, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis seems like, like they seem to be very like archetypes. Which I'm, uh, I'm kind of iffy on, but overall I feel I'm always a big fan of like whodunit movies, um, and then when they throw in that bit of comedy as well, as opposed to it being just, just like tense drama, I'm I'm definitely in on this. I'm I'm all in. I'm really excited for this movie. I've been looking forward yeah. to this movie since I saw the preview for it. Yeah, I I think it'll just be really fun. There's not a whole lot more to say, at least in from from my perspective. It uh it looks good. It looks real good. Shit, there was one other thing I did want to say about it, but I have since forgotten. Was it related to the cast? Oh no, yes, it was. If you if you, I was gonna ask you if you've seen Scott Pilgrim. 
I have not seen Scott Pilgrim. Well, actually, I've seen like... I I've I've probably seen all of the scenes of Scott Pilgrim, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it all the way start to finish. I was, I was gonna say if you like Chris Evans as a uber douchebag, you'll like about I do. Seven to eight I do remember that, that film. Doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he like skateboard to his death? Yeah, because like he's he, essentially like Michael Sarah's Scott Pilgrim is like you won't, and he was like, oh, won't I? And uh, then he skateboards to his death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like a movie star in that as well, or like a rock star? He's a. I think he's a movie star. He's like an action movie star. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's an interesting film. Probably one of the least terrible performances that Michael Sarah's done. <laughs> I, I'd agree with that. I actually really like that film. You, uh, you, uh, we've discussed my hatred for Michael Sarah before, haven't we? I don't think so. I so we, can't... we can take some two. We can take like two minutes here to do it. Okay, I'll do a quick rant. I cannot stand Michael Sarah's whiny little bitch persona he has <laughs> in every goddamn movie he's in. Everything from Arrested Development to Superbad to Scott Pilgrim, every movie he's in is just miserable. I hate his character with such a burning passion because I don't, I know people like that and I can't stand listening to them speak on an interpersonal level. So why would I be wasting my time watching them on a screen in front of me for two hours? I cannot stand it. He makes my skin crawl and I just am (laughs) filled with a level of of unmitigated rage having to feel like I should be entertained by the sheer stupidity in front of me by him that's all right that's fair i mean those are those are absolutely fair i think you're exactly right um i will say that i will say that i did enjoy him in uh this is the end where he basically played someone who was the complete opposite personality and also died within five minutes Oh yeah, isn't the one he like slaps Rihanna's ass or something? Yeah, and then he gets gets impaled. <laughs> Fun story about that. He uh, he asked Rihanna if he could actually slap her ass, and she said, "Sure, as long as I can actually slap you in the face." <laughs> and so they ran that <laughs> they ran that take like seven times that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right, well we are we're doing really well on time. So why don't you give us the rundown? And we can see this bitch off. Okay, so I would say that Frozen 2, just in review, uh, was it was about what we expected. It was a very capable sequel. Uh, might be the best animated movie of the year. Uh, some might argue How to Train Your Dragon. Most people would probably argue Toy Story 4, and I can understand that. I think I'd probably put that a little ahead of it. And I, obviously then it's going to be ready for the red carpet. Yeah. Uh, then the uh, other three movies that we're looking ahead to, uh, Dark Waters. I uh, I I don't know how well this is gonna be. I feel like this is sort of Oscar bait, but I think it's gonna like it's gonna fall flat uh, in terms of getting any award buzz. But I do think that Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway and the other. Uh, Big names in the cast will do a good job, but mostly it'll just sort of be capable. Um, but I still think it's ready for the red carpet. Then Queen and Slam, I think it's going to rely heavily on the acting talents of the titular characters, uh, which I think that they can carry the load on. And so I think that that's ready for the red carpet. And then finally, Knives Out. This is the this is a movie I've been looking forward to. All year, uh, just seems like a fun movie to watch. It's one of those thriller comedy hybrids that's I personally am. It's just right up my alley, and so I'm I'm gonna say that that is also ready for the red carpet. And I think this may be the first time we've ever had four ready for the red carpets yeah, in one episode across the board, ready for the red carpets. And I it's I mean it's because it's Thanksgiving time. Like this is this is the movie time. Oh yeah. So we're finally done wading through the or I guess sifting through the shit that's just mid October <sighs> September movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which I'm I'm happy about. This was good. Like I said, I really enjoyed all these trailers and hopefully we can keep this up for at least another two episodes until I want to go back to getting just fucking trying to get distracted not get distracted by all the trailers 
Whew, that was a sentence. Anyway, Are we sure it was? No, I don't, actually, it probably wasn't a complete sentence, but it had a period at the end. It uh, it it happened. Hold on a second. What? Oh no, that was. I th- for a second, Ryan Johnson is the one that directed Knives Out. Oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna talk about that, but let's save this. Remember this because uh, I think Ryan Johnson is an okay director, but I'm not gonna talk about the I'm not gonna talk about Star Wars yet. That is something we will discuss either leading in, up in to the, or uh, uh, in review of the Star Wars: The Rise of Star, Star Skywalker uh, come Christmas Star time. Star Wars: The Rise of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks uh listener oh shit uh we have a thanks nope i don't know the order we do this thanks listener for listening we know you're out there uh we have a twitter you could follow us there then we know your name uh it's uh at rctt podcast got it right this time proud of you, you can follow my dog on instagram she's very adorable and the only reason i'm continuing to do this podcast is because i need to get as many subscribers as she has followers and she is just exponential in this bitch, so I don't think I'll ever catch her. Well, uh, that's, uh, at... that's Ms. Phoebe P. Peabody BB. Yes, and it's at Miss Phoebe P. on Instagram. And now, Ian, I learned this weekend that you have like 14 other podcasts. You want to maybe plug those here? Sure. So I actually just started a new podcast yesterday uh, with my friend Drew called Stereotopical, where the two of us speak in stereo on... Uh, different topics that we think are could really use a deep dive and have some more analytical kind of uh, thought-provoking discussion. In our first episode, we discussed healthcare in the United States, uh, and then Ooh. and then I also have another uh, podcast. It's a sports gambling podcast with my friend Ryan. Uh, we focus mostly on football up to this point, and then once the uh, football season starts winding down, both college and uh, pros, we're probably going to start looking more heavily at hockey and uh, college basketball. And that is nice. that is Fade the Public, and then once again, the other podcast was Stereotopical. Alright, and we've been Red Carpet to Trailer Trash. Until next time. Until next time?